Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today is the 18th day of February. Welcome, everybody. We have turned the page, and we are in the book of Leviticus, continuing right where we left off yesterday, reading chapters 16, 17, and 18, and we do start a brand new translation this week. We are in the New Living Translation, Leviticus chapter 16. The Lord spoke to Moses after the death of Aaron's two sons who died after they entered the Lord's presence and burned the wrong kind of fire before him. The Lord said to Moses, Warn your brother Aaron not to enter the most holy place behind the inner curtain whenever he chooses. If he does, he will die. For the ark's cover, the place of atonement, is there. And I myself am present in the cloud above the atonement cover. When Aaron enters the sanctuary area, he must follow these instructions fully. He must bring a young bull for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. He must put on his linen tunic and the linen undergarments worn next to his body. He must tie the linen sash around his waist and put the linen turban on his head. These are sacred garments, so he must bathe himself in water before he puts them on. Aaron must take from the community of Israel two male goats for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. Aaron will present his own bull as a sin offering to purify himself and his family, making them right with the Lord. Then he must take the two male goats and present them to the Lord at the entrance of the tabernacle. He is to cast sacred lots to determine which goat will be reserved as an offering to the Lord and which will carry the sins of the people to the wilderness of Azazel. Aaron will then present as a sin offering the goat chosen by Lot for the Lord. The other goat, the scapegoat chosen by Lot to be sent away, will be kept alive, standing before the Lord. When it is sent away to Azazel in the wilderness, the people will be purified and made right with the Lord. Aaron will present his own bull as a sin offering to purify himself and his family, making them right with the Lord. After he has slaughtered the bull as a sin offering, he will fill an incense burner with burning coals from the altar that stands before the Lord. Then he will take two handfuls of fragrant powdered incense and will carry the burner and the incense behind the inner curtain. There in the Lord's presence, he will put the incense on the burning coals so that a cloud of incense will rise over the ark's cover, the place of atonement that rests on the ark of the covenant. If he follows these instructions, he will not die. Then he must take some of the blood of the bull, dip his finger in it, and sprinkle it on the east side of the atonement cover. He must sprinkle blood seven times with his finger in front of the atonement cover. Then Aaron must slaughter the first goat as a sin offering for the people, and carry its blood behind the inner curtain. There he will sprinkle the goat's blood over the atonement cover and in front of it just as he did with the bull's blood. Through this process, he will purify the most holy place and he will do the same for the entire tabernacle because of the defiling sin and rebellion of the Israelites. No one else is allowed inside the tabernacle when Aaron enters it for the purification ceremony in the most holy place. No one may enter until he comes out again after purifying himself, his family, and all the congregation of Israel, making them right with the Lord. 
Then Aaron will come out to purify the altar that stands before the Lord. He will do this by taking some of the blood from the bull and the goat and putting it on each of the horns of the altar. Then he must sprinkle the blood with his finger seven times over the altar. In this way, he will cleanse it from Israel's defilement and make it holy. When Aaron has finished purifying the most holy place and the tabernacle and the altar, he must present the live goat. He will lay both of his hands on the goat's head and confess over it all the wickedness, rebellion, and sins of the people of Israel. In this way, he will transfer the people's sins to the head of the goat. Then a man specifically chosen for the task will drive the goat into the wilderness. As the goat goes into the wilderness, it will carry all the people's sins upon itself into a desolate land. When Aaron goes back into the tabernacle, he must take off the linen garments he was wearing when he entered the most holy place, and he must leave the garments there. Then he must bathe himself with water in a sacred place, put on his regular garments, and go out to sacrifice a burnt offering for himself and a burnt offering for the people. Through this process, he will purify himself and the people, making them right with the Lord. He must then burn all the fat of the sin offering on the altar. The man chosen to drive the scapegoat into the wilderness of Azazel must wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. Then he may return to the camp. The bull and the goat presented as sin offerings, whose blood Aaron takes into the most holy place for the purification ceremony, will be carried outside the camp. The animal's hides, internal organs, and dung are all to be burned. The man who burns them must wash his clothes and bathe himself in water before returning to the camp. On the tenth day of the appointed month in early autumn, you must deny yourselves. Neither native-born Israelites nor foreigners living among you may do any kind of work. This is a permanent law for you. On that day, offerings of purification will be made for you, and you will be purified in the Lord's presence from all your sins. It will be a Sabbath day of complete rest for you, and you must deny yourselves. This is a permanent law for you. In future generations, the purification ceremony will be performed by the priest who has been anointed and ordained to serve as high priest in place of his ancestor Aaron. He will put on the holy linen garments and purify the most holy place, the tabernacle, the altar, the priests, and the entire congregation. This is a permanent law for you to purify the people of Israel from their sins, making them right with the Lord once each year. Moses followed all these instructions exactly as the Lord had commanded him. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to Aaron and his sons and all the people of Israel. This is what the Lord has commanded. If any native Israelite sacrifices a bull or a lamb or a goat anywhere inside or outside the camp, instead of bringing it to the entrance of the tabernacle to present it as an offering to the Lord, that person will be as guilty as a murderer. Such a person has shed blood and will be cut off from the community. The purpose of this rule is to stop the Israelites from sacrificing animals in the open fields. It will ensure that they bring their sacrifices to the priest at the entrance of the tabernacle so he can present them to the Lord as peace offerings. Then the priest will be able to splatter the blood against the Lord's altar at the entrance of the tabernacle, and he will burn the fat as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. 
The people must no longer be unfaithful to the Lord by offering sacrifices to the goat idols. This is a permanent law for them, to be observed from generation to generation. Give them this command as well. If any native Israelite or foreigner living among you offers a burnt offering or a sacrifice, but does not bring it to the entrance of the tabernacle to offer it to the Lord, that person will be cut off from the community. And if any native Israelite or foreigner living among you eats or drinks blood in any form, I will turn against that person and cut him off from the community of your people. For the life of the body is in its blood. I have given you the blood on the altar to purify you, making you right with the Lord. It is the blood given in exchange for a life that makes purification possible. That is why I have said to the people of Israel, you must never eat or drink blood, neither you nor the foreigners living among you. And if any native Israelite or foreigner living among you goes hunting and kills an animal or bird that is approved for eating, he must drain its blood and cover it with earth. The life of every creature is in its blood that is why I have said to the people of Israel, You must never eat or drink blood, for the life of any creature is in its blood. So whoever consumes blood will be cut off from the community. And if any native-born Israelite or foreigners eat the meat of an animal that died naturally or was torn up by wild animals, they must wash their clothes and bathe themselves in water. They will remain ceremonially unclean until evening, but then they will be clean. But if they do not wash their clothes and bathe themselves, they will be punished for their sin. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. I am the Lord your God. So do not act like the people in Egypt where you used to live, or like the people of Canaan where I am taking you. You must not imitate their way of life. You must obey all my regulations and be careful to obey my decrees. For I am the Lord your God. If you obey my decrees and my regulations, you will find life through them. I am the Lord. You must never have sexual relations with a close relative, for I am the Lord. Do not violate your father by having sexual relations with your mother. She is your mother. You must not have sexual relations with her. Do not have sexual relations with any of your father's wives, for this would violate your father. Do not have sexual relations with your sister or half-sister, whether she is your father's daughter or your mother's daughter, whether she was born into your household or someone else's. Do not have sexual relations with your granddaughter, whether she is your son's daughter or your daughter's daughter, for this would violate yourself. Do not have sexual relations with your stepsister, the daughter of any of your father's wives, for she is your sister. Do not have sexual relations with your father's sister, for she is your father's close relative. Do not have sexual relations with your mother's sister, for she is your mother's close relative. Do not violate your uncle, your father's brother, by having sexual relations with his wife, for she is your aunt. Do not have sexual relations with your daughter-in-law, she is your son's wife, so you must not have sexual relations with her. Do not have sexual relations with your brother's wife, for this would violate your brother. Do not have sexual relations with both a woman and her daughter, and do not take her granddaughter, whether her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter, 
and have sexual relations with her. They are close relatives, and this would be a wicked act. While your wife is living, do not marry her sister and have sexual relations with her, for they would be rivals. Do not have sexual relations with a woman during her period of menstrual impurity. Do not defile yourself by having sexual intercourse with your neighbor's wife. Do not permit any of your children to be offered as a sacrifice to Molech, for you must not bring shame on the name of your God. I am the Lord. Do not practice homosexuality, having sex with another man as with a woman. It is a detestable sin. A man must not defile himself by having sex with an animal, and a woman must not offer herself to a male animal to have intercourse with it. This is a perverse act. Do not defile yourselves in any of these ways, for the people I am driving out before you have defiled themselves in all these ways, because the entire land has become defiled. I am punishing the people who live there. I will cause the land to vomit them out. You must obey all my decrees and regulations. You must not commit any of these detestable sins. This applies both to native-born Israelites and to the foreigners living among you. All these detestable activities are practiced by the people of the land where I am taking you, and this is how the land has become defiled. So do not defile the land and give it a reason to vomit you out, as it will vomit out the people who live there now. Whoever commits any of these detestable sins will be cut off from the community of Israel. So obey my instructions and do not defile yourselves by committing any of these detestable practices that were committed by the people who lived in the land before you. I am the Lord, your God. Jesus, we thank you for this time and this space that we have set apart, set aside to be in your word and to be with you. And I pray that as we have turned the page in the story of our lives and in the story of the word, that we recognize the newness, the fresh start, the chance to simply begin again at any point when we lose our way, literally and figuratively. Thank you for showing and revealing yourself to us through your word. I pray that we would each individually give you full permission, full surrender, full access to do what it is this week as we surrender ourselves to you, open our ears to hear, our eyes to see, and our hearts to receive all that you wish to do in us, through us, and among us in this next week together. And I pray all these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I look forward to this next week together in this space and time. And again, truly what a privilege it is to be able to be here with you. I don't take it for granted. I'm Jill. I look forward to turning the page with you together tomorrow. Until then, love one another. Good morning, Dabs. This is Tony calling in from Suffolk. I wanted to lift up Daughter of the Most High. She called in, wanted prayer for her marriage. She's been separated over a year and a half. So, Heavenly Father, I lift up my sister to you, Lord God. I lift up my ch- your child to you, Father. I lift up your 
son to you, Lord God. I lift up your brother, Father. Uh, I lift up this marriage to you, Lord God. Lord, we know that marriage is sacred and is honored in your eyes, Father. So, Lord God, I just want to thank you first and foremost for their marriage. Although they are separate, they are still married. So, Lord God, once again, thank you for that. But, Father, I'm asking that you just intervene, Lord. Lord God, you just do a work in each and every one of them, Lord, that would draw them closer to you as they draw near, Lord, in their marriage, Father. Whatever those kinks, Lord, that needs to be worked out, Lord God, I'm just trusting, believing in you, Father, that you just give them guidance, Father. Give them wisdom, Father. If they need counseling, Lord, I'm asking that you bring those resources into place as well. Lord God, we know that you are the source, Lord God, of our salvation. You are the source of our strength, Lord, the source of our joy. But Father, I'm asking once again that you bring resources, Lord God, that can help restore their marriage as well, Father. Godly wisdom, godly people that can intervene on their behalf. And Lord God, we continue to pray and keep them uplifted and trust and believing in you, Father, that in your time that it's all going to come back together, Father, and you will get the glory when it's all said and done. This is my prayer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Debsy, I love you guys. Continue to be encouraged and have a blessed day. Hi, this is Tammy calling from the Central Coast of California. Today is the 13th of February, and Jill, I just wanted to thank you for your um, commentary today. It just is really what I needed to hear. And then at the end of that, I heard Heather from Santa Barbara. Yay! I'm so glad to to hear you and just know that um, I've been praying for you. And you said something today that was so um, spot on just about, um, I guess, kind of coming to the end of yourself and, and just, it means more to survive and the story that you will have to tell from that. And uh, I've experienced some of the things that you've gone through maybe 30 years ago and I am doing really well. I live about an hour north of Santa Barbara and I would love to connect with you. I don't have social media, so I'd love to connect with you. And Dina, I wanted to reach out to you. I called on February 2nd after listening to the eight-hour um, community prayer and I wanted to let you know that there are so many people on the DAB that are praying for you not just the DABC so sister I hope you're well and hope to hear from you God bless my chronological family my siblings this is walking by faith from New York City slash Knoxville Tennessee that's where I'm living but I have my home in New York City I wanted to let you know that I am praying for each and every one of you. I am a double dabber, sometimes a quadruple dabber, because I listen to Psalms and Proverbs. And I will say that I do listen to Ezekiel. So I just wanted to call in today being the uh, 12th of February and just let you know that I'm praying for all of you. I um, listen and I am hearing you and I'm standing in the gap for you. 
I love you all. And I thank the Lord for this family because this is where we can totally be transparent. Just know you have a warrior behind the scenes. I don't call a lot, but I do listen. And those Saturday prayers of the community prayer line, I'm listening and we're all on it. So I'm praying. I love you all. Your sister walking by faith from Knoxville, Tennessee slash New York City. God bless you.